Hey everybody, just as a quick note, uh, this podcast has some audio issues, uh, specifically with Zach's microphone. Uh, we will be correcting these for episode 3, but I fixed it as much as I could. Uh, please enjoy the podcast, and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Uh, my name is Eric, and as always joining me is Zach. Hey, how's it going, guys? And we always have some guests with us. Today we have Lisa and Andrew from uh, Beans Home Inspections. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Real good. Awesome. So you guys are in the home inspection business. Uh, how long have you guys been doing it? Since 2011. 2011, okay. And so the thing about you guys that's different from a lot of the people out there is you get two inspectors for one. And since you both go out to the properties and give a really detailed report and stuff, uh, what made you guys like want to do it together? Well, originally why we became home inspectors is my best friend was buying a house and we had just graduated from JJC with construction technology degrees and she wanted us to inspect her house. And I said, well, legally we can't do that. And she said, well, I really like you to come look at my house. So she had an inspector come in prior to us. And I said, well, what did he find? And she says, you've got to find it yourself. So we went through the whole house and actually found more than her hired inspector did. So eight years later, now you're doing it. You yes. got a business. So. And we love it. Yeah. Every house is different and uh, we're all about helping people, health and safety. Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of our inspections start out with a handshake and end with a hug because our clients know we're really looking out for them. Is that, can you mute the landline behind you? So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of similarities, but <laughs> a lot of similarities between, uh, you know, our business and your guys' business as far as you guys kind of cover the same stuff while Zach, you know, gets his gear on to maybe mock the... You know, Zach, in, in a year, the Sox are going to be better than the Cubs. So, I am a Cubs fan, but... We're, we're already starting with this this morning. Hey, he's got a... <laughs> I promise you guys, uh, when you were commenting on our, our uh, one video, because you said the White Sox are better, I said that I was coming in Cubs gear when you came in, so... I'm, I'm fulfilling my promise. Well, I, I, I am a man of my word. <laughs> 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 right. Um, so... You said that it's different every day, and we also we also explain like experience that too, and I think that oh, keeps yeah. the business interesting. Definitely, so never bored. Yeah, no, no, never, never. You know, it's always, again, you know, it's the educating the client too, because even though all them houses are different, they still have, are all the same. They still have a lot of differences in them. You know, mm-hmm. there's different foundations, and there, you know, some places have some pumps, some do not. I mean, so there's a lot that we need to teach our clients so they know the house better than the people that are selling them. Yeah, I say that to our guys on a regular basis. Like every day might be the same, but it's not the same, right? You you may go into an identical situation, but there's something different. Absolutely. There's another piece of the puzzle that's just just a little bit different, which is which is awesome. Yeah. It's like playing detective in it a is. way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And you get to wonder, you know, what the heck was this guy thinking when he did this? We've seen him cut out joists and attics. To make room for storage and it's like you know that's a load-bearing member you know what's uh-huh. going to happen when you get that dead load on your roof with all the snow i think we find a lot of that in flipped houses we'll see good flipped houses and we'll see not so good flipped houses and a lot of times when all the finishes are pretty where they've got the new stainless appliances new flooring you know buyers can sometimes be overwhelmed and thinking mm-hmm. this is the place but if the flip is bad, such as cutting out members, um, we get in the attic and you could swim around, or the crawl space and you could swim around down there, you know things that typical homeowners, home buyers won't really look at. 
we get in those holes and we make sure that things are right. And so if you're listening on the podcast and, and not watching us on the live stream, um, Andy over here that's, that's sharing is the one that gets shoved in the scuttle hole all the time. So, yeah. um, we, we link to their, their Facebook page and you should go and, and check out some of their videos and, and pictures and stuff. There's always a, a video or a picture of Andy shoved in a hole. So. Yeah, and Lisa is the queen of the attic. Lisa. Yeah. Well, they're tiny, tiny little scuttle holes, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, uh, Her boots barely fit in there, and somehow she gets past that. Well, I can't sign my name on something I've seen if I haven't seen it. Right. And, you know, a lot of times I'm like, for example, we'll look at a roof. And you can see a brand spanking new roof. We did one in Joliet not that long ago. They they had put on a brand new metal roof and thought, okay, great, we got this roof going. And boy, were they proud of it underneath. When I got in that attic, Zach, it was like Kermit the Frog Green, like your wall. Yeah. And that was all just not breathing, uh, lack of ventilation, moisture. I think they, they roofed it before winter. Uh-huh. So it seemed to have a lot of moisture that didn't dry out. And uh, again, what's going to happen? you got to take that brand new metal roof off and start start from scratch. You've got to put all new back in here. Absolutely. Yeah, what we, a waste of money. a lot of issues with our house. You know, look, you're talking about broken beams and crawl spaces. And, yeah. You know, our attic had absolutely no ventilation. Like the, the actual vent sleeves for the... Uh, soffit. Like the insulation. Yeah, into the, into the soffit. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there. Yeah. So it was packed with insulation. It was just, you know. We see that all destroyed. the time. They think more insulation is better and they're actually choking out right. the attic space. Yeah, more insulation is better. No. But you right. have to do it the Place right properly. Way. Yes, right. but, you know, right. insulation, you're only going to get a certain R value out right. of a, a type of insulation. So to add three times that amount is not going to give you better. It's actually going to, you know, be worse for right. ventilation. So we see and, that a lot. And each insulation will actually tell you what the R value yes. is and what your particular zone is. It's important. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you guys check that stuff because not everyone does. Oh, houses yeah. need to breathe because yeah. you know, it affects the life of your roof. It affects your, your seasonal heating and cooling. Mm-hmm. They're not cheap. No, no they're no. not. <laughs> and what a waste of money, Zach, to put a beautiful yeah. roof over shoot. Yeah. Shot oh, yeah. down decking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so funny story. Eric was, uh, you know, worried about our boys because, I mean, they can on occasion be sailors, right? Oh, Eric, yeah. Well, Eric was the one that flubbed last week. Gotcha. I was, so I was worried about yeah, Chuck and Zach swearing. And then, like, we get 30 minutes through and then I drop... I drop a swear and I'm like, oh, and I look at Zach and he's looking right at me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm I'll, I'll, I'll cut it, whatever. It's just being our best behavior today, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we keep it PG for, you know, for the fans watching Absolutely. at home. Yeah. Definitely. We're, we're sharing it on both of our pages, so we're representing each of us. Right. We've got to really behave. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we usually, so before we get into your, you guys are bringing some topics as far as spring maintenance and what you should look at and maybe do during the spring to help your house out. Uh, we do a fact of the week. Um, so this week is, uh, it's not really related to home ownership, but that's okay. We're going to learn something today. Uh, Netflix, you know, your popular streaming app, is responsible for 15% of the internet traffic in the world. Those are rookie numbers. we got to bump those numbers up. Some people's not at 15%, though, that's pretty high. Um, so I want you guys to guess number two. As far as the ranking yes. or who it is. So, like the amount who it of is. web traffic. Yeah, who it is. Who's, who's, who's number two and three? 
gosh, you guys, I, I wouldn't would have know. a clue. We, I wouldn't know. We don't do web tracking That's way out of my like scope. That. Yeah. What do you think, Zach? I'm going to guess that it's going to be um, number two. I'm going to give you guys a hint on three, but while well, Zach think, thinks on number two. So what's the one thing you hear a lot from customers? I I blanked this and learned this. Google. YouTube. 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 Yeah. I YouTubed it, and this is what yeah, I found. So that's number three. Huh? That's number three. I'm going to say Amazon being number number two. No. It's actually, it's, it's I don't maybe. It's general web video. Oh, general web video. Yeah. I don't know. Is like thirteen percent, and then YouTube's like ten or something. Is this like four? Oh. This is like four. How, <laughs> how trustworthy is YouTube's you oh, know structure? You know what I mean? They there's, if they tell you how to do something, there's bad people. But I mean, just like in any industry, I'm sure. Yeah. But I would highly recommend not doing any repairs via YouTube and hiring licensed contractors. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, who checks the credibility of the information you're getting? I do. Yeah. But. Well, that's why I brought it up because I'm sure you guys run into that a lot where people say they YouTube something and then they take that information and run with it rather than looking into it more. Also, it's There's, like an episode of HGTV. I mean, it can be done oh, in that too, power, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. With the magic of TV yes. yeah. and, you know, 50 or 60 workers or whatever they do. But $100,000. Yeah. yeah a I lot could, of money. I could tell you that a misinformed homeowner can do a lot more damage than someone who just doesn't know and you know, leaves it alone. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, we, Lisa, one of the first things she'll do when we get to an inspection, I jump on outlets and windows, make sure all the wiring's proper and make sure that all the windows function and the seals are good while she checks appliances and stuff. Mm -hmm. And she'll take serial numbers in case there's been recalls and she'll fire them up and make sure that they're ready for a typical homeowner everyday use. She opened up the dishwasher at the house the other day and it came right out from under the counter, it wasn't even yeah, literally wasn't even attached, attached to the counter. Lost count how many times? She yeah, that seems that's fun. Is that where right? you flop the door down and it's like boom? Yeah, the, the, door yeah, the whole the machine floor. comes yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you that. Right. It's, it's not mounted to the counter. My husband installed it. I think too when they get new countertops, it seems like oh, I just had these new countertops installed and went from maybe a laminate to a granite or something, but you still need to attach the appliance. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's something you see a lot, huh? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's so common that it's almost just like, of course, like yeah. You just don't you don't even think about, about it. it it's just yep. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm sure you guys have stuff like that. Like you go in a house and you're like, yeah, we see dryer vents. That's probably uh, one of the ones that's dryer vents. Um, you know, one of the number one causes of fires in this country, and I mean, blocks, block, blocked. And I can usually tell when I open the dryer and actually do my documentation and pull out that screen, you know, prior to even like looking at the actual flue pipe, um, you know, if there's a, a pillow size worth of, of um, debris in there, mm -hmm. you can guarantee, you know, and then the bends, you know, of course, if oh, it's yeah. not a straight shot and it's a bend. Every 90 ends uh, five feet in length. Absolutely. Too, and they're only meant to go so far. So I love when they clean the screen out. And they say, well, I clean my dryer vent all the time. And you lift open them flaps on the outside yeah. of the house, and it's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have flaps. My dryer's not working. Well, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, you know, we see electrical panels mounted directly to the concrete, which is porous and absorbs water and tends to rust out the terminals and mm -hmm. create loose connections and arcing and fire in boxes. Uh -huh. So I'm inspecting this one, and I call out, well, this is mounted direct to the concrete, Every terminal just rusted to crap. 
And the guy says, it's been that way 30 years. <laughs> I can tell. Just, you know, there's that nothing wrong with it. That's right. Come yeah. on, buddy. What? How does that make it right? right? Same guy told us that his fireplace was so big that the chimney sweep told him it would never have to be cleaned again. And then I looked up there. It was road tar, shiny oh, road tar creosote. So I looked, leaned to the client and I said, don't burn a fire. Yeah. <laughs> you know, get, it get professionally clean prior yeah. to use. And we or do that on most, most fireplaces we see. Um, you know, it's it's safer to have a fireplace technician come out, clean it, make sure the flue pipes are still attached in the chimney. Yep. You know, we're only can kind of see the box and, and maybe from the roof, but we can't see the internals of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's important to have a fireplace, again, being, being a cause of fires in this country, right. to have it evaluated by a professional. Yeah, you got two of the biggest fire, well, three of the biggest fire sources there. You have electrical panels, you have dryer vents, and you have fireplaces. And those right. three things, you know, when we talk with our fire departments, those those are things that are constantly causing house fires because people just don't, they don't. It's easy either, to forget. Yeah. Absolutely. Either they forget, um, you know, they're ignorant to it. Like they just, they haven't been educated, which is it's why we're kind of doing podcasts like this. Well, they maybe see it as, happening to other people right. as opposed to them yeah this is a nice neighborhood nothing, that, nothing like that ever happens here yeah. but kind of out of sight out of mind too i mean how many fires are you burning you know a day or you know you're using your water heater mostly you're using your furnace whether mm-hmm. something is a, as a day-to-day appliance that you're using you're maybe going to catch something that's wrong versus something that's kind of in the back of the mind right you know and that's neglected yeah for sure so you were you're mentioning like preventative stuff, uh, Lisa. What what other stuff do you think we should be doing for spring? For spring, yeah. Oh, I'd start with the roof first. Uh, you know, okay. just check your shingles, make sure any of the roof penetrations are, are caulked in, not cracked. Um, your gutters, that's a big one. Make sure the gutters are clear. Uh, make sure your downspouts terminate at least six feet from the foundation because with um, the rainy season coming mm-hmm. up, it's a lot of volume of water to be on a roof to go down the downspouts and end up, and usually we see them where they're terminated right at the foundation. And then you go in the basement and see cracks. Absolutely, yep. absolutely. So I would say start with the roof. Um, yeah, exteriors? Tree encroachment oh, yes. on, uh, on a structure. Okay, so yeah, it, what does that mean necessarily? That, like, that's when your tree is grown to where it either touches or overhangs your roof. Okay. You get one windstorm, and we've had plenty this season already. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a number of torn shingles and, you know, it could be from, it doesn't have to be a huge branch. It could be something as small as half inch to three quarters of a branch right through a shingle. Yeah. Um, That's compromised. So I would say walk the perimeter of your house, looking up at your roof, you know, if it's not feasible for you to get on your roof, which I don't recommend unless you're trained and licensed. Um, But call somebody out, you know, have them do a roof inspection. And he could check all your flashings and check to make sure that there's no water going to get in from the outside like that. And then maybe if you're feeling so inclined, call the beans to get up in your attic and we can check and moisture test from the inside of your attic, which actually gives us a good source. Yeah, you guys have the tools to do that. Absolutely. So cool. So customer A says, I don't need to do that. Why would I do that financially? Why Why would I pay a guy to come out and do that? Well, first of all, your house is the biggest investment you're going to make in a lifetime. So if you maintain the property, you can get a lot longer lifespans out of stuff as well as, uh, you know, just making sure that things are how they're supposed to be. You know, roofs can typically last, depending on the type of shingle, you know, 15 to 30 years. But if all of your flashings around your chimneys and bath stacks and stuff are compromised, you might as well 
you know, start cutting some ears off of that. Yeah. So, and then you're looking at thousands and thousands absolutely. instead of a hundred bucks or whatever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Maintenance is so key with a lot of things. I mean, I'm sure you guys see it in appliances all the time. Oh, yeah. You know, water penetration leads to mold. Um, exactly. Yeah. Which is again, health and safety is one of Bean's home inspections biggest things. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want these young families going in, starting, you know, with brand new kids and everything. And why should they be breathing in mold? They shouldn't be. You know, yeah. um, we just look to make it safe and identify potential problems before they get too bad. If in fact we're that lucky. Otherwise, we recommend licensed professionals to remediate whatever we find. So you guys talked about the roof and some trees and branches and your uh, siding and downspouts. Yeah. Exteriors, you want to check. Yeah, I think caulking around windows, um, mortar joints in your brick. You know, bricks very porous. So let me, we don't want to have more water coming in. This was the thing I was going to ask you about, was weeping holes on bricks. Yes. Walls. You guys had a video about that. I didn't even know about this. So there's... There's a little hole at the bottom of each, you know, every four or five feet or whatever. Can you guys explain what those do and what they look like? That's actually to drain the water in between the cavity, the wall cavity, between the brick and the foundation and the side of the house. Um, Water can get in there, and it's going to because the brick's porous. What this does is a hole at the bottom every so often. We've seen them every two feet. We've seen them every four feet. The point is that they're there. And generally, what they, they either are just holes or they're holes with a rope coming out in order to wick the water back oh, out. Okay, um, we've been on jobs, and I kid you not, the realtor tells, you know, the client will point out, well, what about these holes? The realtor says, just caulk them. Yeah. And I look, I'm like, <laughs> I tell my client, do not exactly. caulk those weep holes. Those are there for a reason. What happens is that as the seasons change, the water trapped in that wall cavity will freeze, expand, and pop the brick face right off the structure. Okay, yeah. And you'll have major problems. Um, those are there for a reason. It's like pulling the safety. Oh, my gosh. Camera down, camera down. Fix that, Eric. Sure. So, it, it, you know, this is life, right? The live stream decided not to start until about two minutes ago. Okay. Um... You know, and how we have this, this. The, camera. the frigging camera just decides to tank. Well, you've just got a really tank. nice looking shelf over there, Zach. Yeah, yeah. yeah somebody built a really nice yeah. shelf. Somebody really built a nice are shelf. There, are there no wall anchors in those holes while uh, you're up there? Well, so there was wall anchors in those holes. Gotcha. Here's the great thing about wall anchors. They don't always work. No, they do not. Yeah. So I, I drill in and the wall anchors went straight through that's very common if you use zippets which are the threaded ones you can't flush them up all the way first somebody has been on spring cleaning right um eric over there um and when eric goes on spring cleaning i can't find a dang thing so it's kind of like our garage yeah Yeah. you know same thing eric did you happen to see this and he's like yeah i think i put that away yeah (laughs) That's yeah, that's that's like when Lisa watches those home improvement shows and rearranges the furniture, and I get up in the middle of the night to use the washroom and bang my knee on the table because it wasn't <laughs> there when I went to bed. Either, you know, the table they wasn't there. It, I can do it. So now that we've digressed, let's let's get back to the the maintenance tips from the bean. Yeah. So these these weeping holes, what do they look like so people can identify them? Because I could see a lot of people sit looking at it and be like, oh, that's an issue. And the solution would be 
get rid of it or cock it or something. Like I can see the the logic behind that if they don't know what they're for. If you look along a brick wall and close to the foundation, um, you'll see probably every maybe four to six feet, you'll Mm -hmm. see um, maybe two to three inches of no mortar and then the actual mortar of the brick starts. And that is where there sometimes be rope or sometimes just holes. So it looks like they just kind of forgot to put Correct. the mortar in. But you'll right. see if you look over the course of that wall, it'll be every four to six On feet. Purpose, so. yeah. Yes, correct. correct. Cool. Okay, so exterior, anything else for the exterior? Uh, what did I say? Cock in the windows. Look at your screens. Got to gotta yep. check those screens. You know how I'm, I'm partial to the screens. Um, if you've got buried um, downspouting extensions, and mm-hmm. we, we see that a lot with the corrugated black goes underground and yeah. out. Um, and we almost always find where that comes out, but sometimes we don't. What happens with those is they tend to get clogged, and people don't know they're clogged. So I would suggest, as a spring maintenance, disconnect your downspout where it goes into that corrugated drain tile mm-hmm. underground. Run a garden hose down there and make sure it just doesn't just back right up, because if that does, that's what's water is going to come right back up when it rains. And that means that your drainage is clogged. and and that's where the majority of the problems we find with foundations is that's due to water. water, water, yeah. Absolutely. Maintenance, absolutely. Yeah. So water is the enemy. Water is the enemy. And we find that too in appliances. Uh, we hate leaks of any type of any kind. Um, so we always take extra measures when water's in play because it's just, it can be so damaging. Uh, so as, as you go into the inside of the house... Oh, we got to talk about decks, though. Oh, decks. Okay. Decks are a big one. We high end here. We got deck out back, not <laughs> yeah. a little wood no, stuff. All right, no. so what are we looking at for decks? Basically, most problems we find are where they're actually attached to the house. Okay. Um, is normally where most failures of a deck will be. If they're not attached properly to a house, all that weight of the dead weight of the, of the lumber, the live weight of people... Mm-hmm. It, it can be a perfect storm if it's not attached properly, and that's mostly where decks will rot, is where it's attached, that ledger board's attached to the home. Gotcha. We see that a lot. Okay. And then as far as refinishing, you know, you should do that every once in a while. Oh, he's taking off the Cubs gear. It's getting a little hot yeah. for Zach. <laughs> so, all right, cool. I also realized we forgot to unplug the fridge as I heard it vibrating everywhere yeah. through the microphones. That's all right. Um, so decks, roofing. Drainage, your siding, trees. Cock around the windows and doors. Windows, screens. Screens. I'm just recapping everything. Am yeah. I passing so far? You're All right. Well. You're doing good here. All right. <laughs> so what's next? So now we get in the house. Okay. And there's a, that's a whole nother, another oh, three hours left. Now in the house. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's a lot going on. Yeah, we spend... Uh, on average, about a half hour outside, depending on what we find. Obviously, the more we find, the longer it takes. And nine times out of ten, this time of year, it's inclement weather. And the beans want to get inside as soon as possible. So we're hoping for not finding much, but we're going to stick it out yeah. and make sure we find whatever's there. Um, so we get in the house. Um, we, we divide and conquer at that that's, point. That's what we do. Now, so, as far as troubleshooting for spring and stuff... One of the main things you want to make sure is that your sump is running yep. and properly discharging at, at least 10 feet from the house. Mm-hmm. A lot of times people buy that sump pump, buddy, and they put it in there and just forget about it. They don't test it. These things need to be tested. Yeah. A battery backup sump is always recommended by the beans. 
because we have these power outages and you know that doesn't stop the rain that just stops the pump <laughs> sure not a good scenario Make sure it's plugged in too. Absolutely. Make <laughs> sure. Things like. And again, make sure that the battery. Make sure. Yes. Yeah. Battery, battery acid. That's yep. right. You know, we'll check to you know make make sure your humidifier's off. You really don't need your humidifier on when the sun is kind of. Come on, you don't want an extra sweat in your house. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dude. when your walls start like crying. You know. <laughs> Uh, furnace filters also. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah, I think sometimes they change them on the day we arrive because we'll find the dirty one right next to the appliance. And it's about three inches thick. And I'd say 80% of the time they're put in backwards. There's yeah. a little arrow on the filters, even the cheap ones. What? And you want the arrow. arrow this, this is important, Zach. No, you want the arrow to point towards the furnace. Absolutely. Towards oh, the fire. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, we see them backwards all the time, so we'll do the old switcheroo. And if it's a bad one and there's 20 new ones in there, we'll replace it. Yeah. yeah. Whether the client's buying the house or not, I just I can't leave a so, filter that looks like that in there, you know. Uh, so we're, we're on a lot of HVAC and appliance. Uh, pages and stuff like that. Don't cheap out and buy the 500 pack for 11.99 when it goes on sale at Menards. Like, get a decent filter too. You know, you're you're gonna you're gonna prolong the life because I it's how it breathes. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> I mean, if, you, if as long as you're changing the filters, that's fine. But no one really ever changes the filter. I do. When they, I well, do. You do. I do. Right. So but, what I but that I mean don't? that speaks to it. we do. Shame. Yeah. We oh, do. Okay. But again, if you're using those really heavy pleated filters, that's what a lot of the guys on on the the HVAC pages are saying. Like they'll buy these cheap filters that are just like super super pleated, and then oh, you know yeah, they okay, won't change it for like months and months and months. The furnace can't breathe. See, we've heard we've heard that using the cheap filters allows the furnace to not have to work as hard to do its job. And by regularly changing them, you're not taking on any more risk. There are people, there are situations where they have allergies and so on, where they need yeah. that extra filter. You know, and we're not going to say that sure they don't have changing. a place. Well, that's it. Constant maintenance, I mean, routine maintenance is, is key. You get extra right. years out of your units, you know, and another thing to check is your duct work. Pull, pull, pull that register off. Shine a light down there and look. Mm -hmm. at, let's see what you're breathing. Yeah. You know, aside from pulling the filter and looking at that, well, an indication that thing's filthy, check your ductwork. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I look and there's a bowl of cereal in, in the ductwork. There's just <laughs> pet hair. Bowl and, of yeah. cereal, uh, grass. We found growing grass. They, um, they had a cat staying in one bathroom and a dog staying in the other bathroom. In the dog's bathroom, there was kitty litter in the ductwork. In the cat's bathroom, there was dog hair. So I don't know how that got switched, but at any rate, our clients don't need to breathe all that. No. So we recommend professional duct cleaning when we see something like that. And you know, you got to remember too, the house has been closed up for months because it's winter time. Mm -hmm. So the, you know, no out. fresh air. Yeah, you're just circulating all this garbage. So it's important. You know, that's, and, that's and it's, they have to deal with allergies. Yeah, that's it. You're breathing that in, or our new family who's going to buy a home. You know, we, with we, young we ones. That stuff. Yeah. It only takes a sec to lift up a register to see what's going on, you know. Smoke detectors, COs, oh, another yeah. huge thing. Huge. We go in these houses, we see pictures of kids on the wall, and we look around and the smoke detectors are disconnected because the battery got low and it was beeping and somebody Just got upset. Oh, they're 20 years old. I mean, that's your first line of defense. 
Yeah. Regardless, even That's if you, you know you're buying a house, not buying a house, all houses should be equipped with them. I mean, they need to be replaced every ten years according to the, the, the codes. You know. Yeah. Um, but I can't tell you how many times we we don't see what we need to see as far as safety is concerned. So we always recommend every time new for new occupancy. The only most inexpensive way to keep your family safe. So safety number one. Yeah. Always. The theme is always coming back. Yes. Um, health and safety. So you check the windows on the outside. You should check them on the inside as well. Absolutely. We uh, check operation to make sure that mm-hmm. they operate properly. Um, a lot of people, you'd be surprised how many people don't know what those little tabs at the top of the window do. Oh, yeah. Push them in, tilt mm-hmm. out, easy cleaning. Yeah. People look at me like... you know what they like, do? People, I didn't say I used them. <laughs> oh, there it is. I, I just check to make sure that they function. <laughs> I don't know if mine has that. I don't no. think mine do either. Just check. I imagine your wife knows. <laughs> you don't know. Mm, no. no. Ours so, are all sliding left and right, so they don't. Yeah, ours go up and down, but I don't think ours actually have the tabs that come out. Okay, so, so the tabs, now, if, now if they... Me. I'm going to have to go home and check. If they do, Zach... She's watching. Just, <laughs> Zach, if they do, just pop the locks, lift it up just a little bit, and if yours has it, there'll be two tabs, one on either side at the top, push them toward the center of the window, mm-hmm. and it should kick back. I'll check that now. And that's how you clean them. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times when I'm checking windows, oh, when yeah. I'm checking these windows, a lot of times what I find is the armature that holds the window on either side has come loose from the window, so it cocks. And that's a problem because now it doesn't want to close properly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I write that up too. Depending on the house, I probably spend a good 30 to 35 minutes just on windows and outlets alone which is tedious, and we call it the boring part because there's not much for our clients, you know, hey, check this out, you know, and I go, yep, it's wired properly. That's not very entertaining for them. We get excited when we're in the attic, when we're in the crawl space, when we're opening the panel, you know. This is tangible stuff that our customers can get into with us. We show them, and nothing makes us smile more than a properly wired panel. You know, I'm getting all good reads on my electric as I go through. I can pretty much get an idea that when I get in the panel, I'm not going to see a bunch of hokey spaghetti, double taps, and things like that. And, uh, yeah, we, we get well, a so kick out of seeing good work. When you do the good. boring part of testing the outlets and the windows, which needs to be done, you know, I get to play Zach for a day and play with the appliances <laughs> and, again, document them serial numbers. Right. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, I document them in case there's been any recalls on anything. Is that something that your company provides for clients as far as um, information on any of that? Uh, we do. If we if we see them, like we, there's a couple of units that we know. We'll we'll our vendors will send us stuff, and then we'll go and we'll check. And we we actually go to the the same website to check the the recalls and and see if there's anything going on. Um, and then we have friends that are servicers as well that that some of them do more of the warranty work, and so they'll hey, there's a new. Uh, service bulletin coming out for this this series of serial numbers and this particular model number of these series of model numbers so yeah we do we do check that stuff and, and we let our we let our customers know too like the lg refrigerators right now are under it's not really a recall but it is a recall um they'll do compressors like, are garbage yeah they'll do like a factory service service it's they don't call it a recall for some reason though it's covered yeah. i guess it's more of a warranty thing but Right. Yeah. yeah, they had a whole series of compressors on the LG French door refrigerators that were just garbage. My wife is saying that the windows do come out. So there you go. At least someone knows. Oh, got it. Okay. I knew she'd know. 
<laughs> That's funny. Hi, Angie. <laughs> All right, so we went through the appliances, um, windows, electrical. And now Andy does get very excited about boxes that are that are done well. You're, you're very ecstatic. Like you're you're really into like when stuff is uh, done properly. Sure. Um, so I. It just means a better home for the client at the end. So. Exactly. Yeah, that's, 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 that, that's the main goal of doing yeah. it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you're never going to be a millionaire doing home inspections, but it's just that the satisfaction we get of helping people and educating people mm-hmm. and to see their excitement. You know, when I say, hey, look, this is a good house, you know, to see first-time buyers just ecstatic knowing that they're going to be safe with their family, that makes my day yeah. every day. It's it's very high-pressure situation, too. Like all the money getting exchanged and all that, and hearing the the okay from your home inspector is awesome. So, or yeah. you know, especially with the the breakdown. Like I, I had you guys out, and the breakdown was awesome as far as what you guys showed us and what you had written down. You guys do a good job. So. Thank you. We appreciate yeah, I, that. I was just gonna say, Eric actually is speaking from experience. He's had the beans through an inspection. I wish I knew the beans about two years earlier, and I had them come and do mine. It was, Doing a little bit more inspecting than the inspector. I found things that he didn't find. So. Yeah, that happens. We've heard those horror stories yeah, we've too. Heard it. You know, when we do our job, we're usually working for the buyer. I'd say ninety percent of the time. And when it comes to pass that our buyer's agent has overbooked themselves, apparently unknowingly, they don't realize that we're uh, three hours on the inspection on average well my inspector only takes an hour well your inspector isn't that's doing not, a very good job yeah it's not something yeah I, about. I, I, <laughs> I i don't see charging a client you know 400 bucks for an inspection and then doing a hundred dollar job right. there's no need you to know? rush through it's like you know i was saying in the beginning it's such an important investment in your future i mean if i if on average two to three hours fine if the client wants me to stay four hours so be it as long as they're comfortable going forward, you know, that's all I can ask for. And we've all got to make time for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, so you're putting that much cash down. You, you want to make yeah, sure that you're getting what you want. You know, right. And, and you know there's going to be some compromise, but at least if you're prepared for it ahead of time. So, you know, we get a little grief every now and then about, uh, you know, people are price shopping and you can't blame them for that. Yeah. Um, but don't tell me that the guy's going to do this house you know, twenty three hundred square square feet for two fifty. That's like a slap in the face to me. You know, we don't do a two hundred fifty dollar job. We do a four hundred fifty dollar job for that kind of square footage, and we're very thorough. And when we're done, we're confident that we have done everything we can to make sure that that house is intact for you and safe for your family. Um, so, amen. We've heard plenty of times, so oh, I had an inspector, but he missed this and he missed that. And, you know, there's three feet of mold up my wall behind this cabinet. Well, you know, you didn't call the beans. <laughs> it's a little late for us to help you now. I had a four-foot section of footing missing in my uh, my uh, crawl space. section? Yeah, there's a whole four-foot section of footing. And so what that did is it let all the dirt and all the crap wash Absolutely. in. Absolutely, yes. And it started rotting the subfloor above that. Well, oh, I caught that there was actually a section of footing missing, and the inspector just he didn't even notice it. I'm like, there's a four-foot section of footing missing. How did they pour that wall? Right. Well, they got to get into the nooks and crannies. I mean, I know what we do, but, I mean, you've got to get in every nook and cranny right. because 
people aren't going to look at what we look for. You know, they're going to look at the pretty appliances and the brand new floors and not realize that the structure is compromised and the cost of that can just be astronomical. You know, people don't see what we see. So, well, you know how I feel Don't. about pretty appliances. Pretty doesn't mean everything. Pretty Sorry. usually means fail early. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and still look pretty. Right. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's just for show. Right. Yeah. So I think we're going to have to have you guys on another time. Because um, we can go on oh, and on, on for... We would love guys. to. Yeah. We appreciate um, you inviting us today, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you guys coming. Making some time out of your, your week to be here and educate some people. We're going to go through, kind of lighten up the mood. Um... So one of them is called One Story and a Tale. Uh, we're going to do one and one from now on, just so it's easier. So Zach has a couple of stories you can tell us. Um, so it's going to be Lisa and Andy's job to figure out which one is the true tale Uh-oh. and which one is the lie. <laughs> okay. So go ahead, Zach. So we have what we call the unstackable sack washer. Uh-huh. This is one of our favorite tales here. So we go into a house. It's a contract customer, by the way. You didn't just accidentally disclose that it's a oh, tale, no, not no, a story. They're, 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 all of these are tales. All of these are yarns that have been spun through the building. It's your job to figure out which ones are crap and which ones are true. They all have right. all floated I'm up for the challenge. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm up yeah. for the challenge. Um, so we have a contract customer, and we're in-house for a dryer making noise. Okay, great. Uh, been to this house before, no problem. So we go and we're like, okay, where's the dryer at? It was right here. Yeah, it's just making noise. And I turn and I look. It is a top load match dryer stacked on top of a front load washer. That's not supposed to happen. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to service a front bearing kit on this GE top load match washer so how do they Five turn feet. on the dryer well because the controls oh. are oh, yes. so if the you guys think about that top. the controls are all the way up to the top and it's a, yeah, to the back. On the ceiling. I'm picturing a step ladder uh-huh. involved at yeah. some point yeah. yeah no there's a step ladder set off the side <laughs> yeah well, just reach up and I do this <laughs> come on okay. are you kidding me how they secure it on there uh bungees no it was just sitting there <laughs> I yeah. was literally just sitting there and was like, are, are you freaking kidding me? Um, so that's one of our yarns that we spent around here. Um, the second one, the customer. I think my kitchen needs to be an open concept. Managed to make this beautiful island... You know, you have and you have your appliances staggered around. You know, you've, you've oh, yeah. seen these typical kitchens where the appliances, you know, you want everything at hand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't think about the measurements of the dishwasher, the island. Okay. The door of the dishwasher, just like a foot out or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like. You know, you you need the full length of the dishwasher at least, you know, that height of that door to be able to swing down so you can open it. No. So, which is the truth and which is the tale? Well, with number one, I can totally see that happening due to the fact that um, we have seen it before. 
um, you know, with a six-foot step ladder, too. This is something we've actually seen. Yeah. So with my own eyes, I've seen that. Also, number two we have seen um, due to the island bumping into that door thing. So if I have to pick one or two, since we have physically seen both, in my book, they don't be you true. Guys, so you guys have a lot of experience. So, oh, yeah. yeah. So. Right. I'm, I'm thinking as believable as both stories are, um, I'm going to go with number two because I've been in a number of bathrooms where you can't open the door without hitting the toilet. That's a good point. These bathrooms aren't much bigger than a refrigerator. And, <laughs> or they'll cut out the door and, to... And they bother to put a toilet, toilet and a sink know. in there and there's yeah. just no room Anybody who's not an infant couldn't fit in there and physically right. use this space. So I'm going to go with number two. number two. You're going with number two, the dishwasher story. Sure. Yeah. It was actually the dryer story that was see, true. Did we see oh. the same place? Yeah. This was, this was a house up in Naperville. And I, were you? I, believe I was Eric working was here. With yeah. They had a rug in between. So they had the front load washer and then like a bath mat or rug yeah. or like entry so like rug. Crazy. So like. Yes, or so when it rattle or something. Gosh. Well, people wouldn't believe. I mean, some of the stuff that we put on our Facebook page, the videos. Oh yeah. If we didn't show you, you wouldn't believe it. If we just right. told the story, mm-hmm. you've actually physically got to like tape it or take a picture, because that's just stuff you you see on the job. And, right. I mean, even just looking at some of the stuff you guys post, it just cracks me up because it's out there. Oh, we, yeah. we can totally relate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have another. I'm I'm holding this story for a later episode. Um, but we yeah, I, we've just seen some stupid stuff. Uh, so we have one more segment here. I thought about this earlier. So we are hiring. Pretend we're hiring for somebody, and our goal here is to hire the worst person. So every week we're gonna I'm gonna give you guys two traits of this person, and you have to pick which one is worse. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you the two traits. It might might make more sense. Zach's going to be kind of the reoccurring person on the podcast to kind of really form this person that we might hire. Um, so this person is always 15 minutes late. Now, Consistent. I like always, that. Always. You cannot say if we have to be here at 10, you can't tell him 945 and he'll arrive at 10. He'll always arrive 15 minutes after whenever you show up or after when you think he should show up. Okay. Or her, you know. Okay. Or... Every time a, uh, a customer asks you a question, this person sneezes. <laughs> so which one's worse? <laughs> well, um, okay, I think the guy being late, I, li- I like the consistency, okay, because at least you know you can, you can pretty much plan he's going to be 15 minutes late, right? Yes. You know this at any given time. But he's 15 minutes after start time. Always. When you need him. Yeah. Like he said, you can't tell him 9.45 and he shows up at 10. He's going to show up at quarter after 10. And now you got your crew standing around for 15 minutes waiting but for this But you already guy. know the guy's going to be 15 minutes late, so, right? Yeah. But, but Eric said that doesn't work to plan 9.45 and get him at 10. Well, I think sneezing is involuntary, so I can't, you can't fault somebody for sneezing. I mean, probably, Every time a question is asked. Well, it'd be a little ridiculous, <laughs> yes, but... <laughs> I'm going to go with the sneezing, because I pretty much count that Eric's always going to be late whenever I want him to show up. Yeah, I, there it I is. was writing this, and I was like, there this is kind of me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, so, for our job management program, they do mastermind, right? And so it's it's a big... Uh, they get a bunch of 
contractors like us together and then they go and we, we have a training. So Lynn, one of our one of our office girls, actually had to pick him up because it was just like Eric is not it doesn't matter what time we tell Eric he's not. Well she lives in the same neighborhood. Yeah. So thankfully she yeah. lives in the same neighborhood. She just Ubered his butt here because we knew no matter what time we told him he was going to be late. I could have told him, hey, we're leaving here at 8 o'clock, and he would show up at 9. You know, it's, and, and it's fine. I mean, we, we, we I was we, siding we with you, Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, kind of was feeling where that was going, so yeah. I, I, see, I had your back on that one, Eric. But. No, we, we joke about it. We love him. It's Eric. He's also, he's also the first one that if something, you know, we have to stay late or whatever, Eric's here, so. Yeah, I'm going to say the worst possible would be Would be sneezy? Because I can deal with, I can deal with the late, you know, it's can like like you said, it's consistent. I can deal with that. Right. So sneezing involuntarily. Okay. Every so this employee asked that question. That <laughs> would right. drive me yeah. crazy. Especially if they keep asking you, "Are you okay?" after you sneeze. That's you another okay? question. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a vicious Stop cycle. Stop asking. It's like a vicious cycle. All right, so we're going to start that one for next week, and then we'll add to it as the weeks go by. And then hopefully That's after good. a while we'll have... The ideal employee. The, you know, the <laughs> ideal employee. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of been the podcast, guys. Uh, we're running at about, you know, an hour or so, which is good. Yeah. Um, thanks for coming. Thanks for having us. us. Yeah. We appreciate the opportunity. Um, we'll have to have you guys back for sure. Um, if you guys have any questions for any of us on the panel here, you can leave them in the comments on any of our Facebook posts. We are going to be live on Spotify, Google Play, and now iTunes as well. So if you guys want to go there, you can subscribe, follow, whatever. Give us some reviews. That way we'll actually show up a little bit easier when you search Service Guide. I did check iTunes, and we are the first one that comes up, so that's awesome. So I'm going to go ahead and throw this out here now. If we end up with 100 subscribers across all of them, we are definitely giving away like an Arctic or a Yeti, whichever kind of cup, mm -hmm. um, with our podcast artwork. And yeah. then as that grows, we'll go ahead and do bigger and better giveaways. So help us grow, help us get better, and help us inform homeowners and entertain uh, entertain people. Yeah. So if you made it this far, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, you guys make it uh, a better show every week. Um, next week, we're going to have a new set of guests on. Uh, stay tuned to see who those guests are. Otherwise, uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Thank you. Hey, guys. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end of the podcast. And like a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, we have this week's tech tip of the week for you. Hooray! This week's tech tip is on dishwasher maintenance. This is a topic that comes up quite frequently, and if you've watched our videos on social media or on our website, you've probably heard us talking about cleaning and maintaining your dishwasher. The best way to clean your dishwasher is Tang. Yes, the powder drink, sometimes referred to as astronaut orange juice. Yeah, they still do sell Tang in stores, and yes, it really is the best cleaning agent for your dishwasher. So what you're gonna do is take the Tang, fill your soap dispenser, and close the lid. Both sides, obviously not the rinse aid dispenser, but the pre-wash and the main wash. After making sure that you run the hot water at your sink until it's hot, bonus tip, you should do this before any regular wash cycle. Select the longest hottest wash cycle and settings, including heated dry, high temp, or sani rinse. Let the cycle run, and when it's done, your dishwasher will be clean and free of lime scale and mineral deposits. The citric acid in the tank cleans the spray jets, the pump, 
and the walls really well and will help keep your dishwasher running a long time. And bonus, it's going to smell orangey fresh. For more on maintenance tips, check out our Facebook, our YouTube, or the newly remodeled Gordon'sApplianceService.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll chat next week on the Service Guide Podcast. 